So when we paid attention to today's gospel, we realized that we hear an account of an exorcism. Jesus drives out, exorcises the unclean spirit from this man. Yet I'm sure that we've heard this story or other gospel stories so often that the reality of what is going on, the power of what we are hearing is sort of lost to us. Maybe even more so, we are expecting some account like we might see in one of the Hollywood movies that depict exorcism and these preternatural or supernatural phenomena. And so, it points to the fact, or reality, that a question that I as a priest, and I'm sure most priests get, Father, have you ever done an exorcism? Do you have any crazy demon stories? I can say I'm going to, no one ever comes and says, Father, do you have any great, beautiful virtue stories? <laughs> About somebody who really lived a holy life. No one's ever asked me that. Father, tell me the demon stories. The truth is, I have never partaken in an exorcism. I've never been a part of that. One time when I was in Rome leading a pilgrimage tour through uh, the rooms of St. Ignatius of Loyola, we did hear some creepy sounds coming from behind a metal door. And come to find out, indeed, there was an exorcism going on, but I can't tell you exactly what happened. However, I, as a priest, even though I have not done an exorcism or encountered it in a very real way, I have come into uh, contact with some stuff that is pretty strange, where the evil one, maybe not working in so deliberate of a fashion, but in another fashion or other ways to oppress and bring down people. And so I'll share one of these stories. It was several years back, and there was a family, very, very devout family. Uh, love the Lord, pray the rosaries of family, very virtuous and devout. But they, like I guess a lot of other families can happen, the children got lice. And so the mom and the dad went to the store and got the lice shampoo and everybody washed their hair. They didn't do anything. In fact, the lice simply got worse. The parents got it. And so they went and tried something else, another more intense chemical. But it just kept getting worse to the point that all of them had to shave their heads. They couldn't sit down on any funeral uh, furniture in their house that was like cloth. And the lice were so bad, they would jump out of their hair. You could see it happening. And this kept getting worse. The father spent literally thousands of dollars bombed the house, did homeopathic things. Nothing worked. And it was really becoming to be very saddening and depressing for the family. Nobody wanted to go around them. They were ostracized. They were sort of looked down upon and alienated. And really it began to bring down their spirits and bring down their prayers. Until finally, after about four months of this happening, the father, who's a friend of mine, gave me a call and he said, I know I'm going to sound crazy, but I think there is something spiritual here. There's something demonic happening. The evil one 
is trying to oppress our family. Now, I never really heard about that, devil using lice to attack people, but I thought of the passages from the Old Testament, the plagues of locusts, the infestation of frogs. So I called a friend of mine, a priest friend who is an exorcist, and I said, what do you think of this? And he says, I've never encountered it, but I've heard of stories similar to this. It's very possible that there could be some oppressive spirit trying to go against this good family. And so I told him what I planned to do for the family. He said, that sounds pretty reasonable. Give it a shot, see what happens. And so the following week, I went over to the house. I didn't sit on any of the furniture. I didn't really want to touch anybody either. (laughs) And so I said mass there in the house. Said a mass and for the intention, if there's any sort of evil spirit involved, it would be cast away. Took some holy water and I walked all over the house, inside and outside. Everything, just dousing with holy water. And then finally, we sort of prayed the litany to the precious blood, asking the Lord's precious blood to come over the house. And I did this and said, Lord, I'm, I'm making a good act of faith. And it was sort of a last resort, sounding kind of crazy, I'm sure, to most people. So I left the house and I'm driving back home and I had to do a couple of errands. And about 25, 30 minutes later, I get a phone call from the father. He said, within 15 minutes of you leaving, the lice started dying in droves falling out of our hair like snow, all over the house, dying everywhere within 15 minutes of me doing that. Freaky kind of stuff. I said, well, I guess maybe something is going on. The lice never came back. After all they did, it seemed there was something spiritual. But so I said, what is it? It's nothing that y'all are doing. I know y'all are a good family. So he began doing some research and found out, or we found out, we thought was the reason for this. That one of the relatives of the family, come to find out, was a practicing warlock. That is a male witch, casting spells and doing things like that. And would make furniture for the family and cast a spell on it in hopes that it would bless the family. It was probably that that led to the infestation of the house. So needless to say, the family took all the furniture, burnt it, and got rid of it, and didn't accept (laughs) any more presents from that individual. Now, why do I tell you this story? I will make a confession. I said, man, this is going to freak some people out. It's going to be dark in church. And it's going to be kind of creepy to tell the story. I have to get a confession to admit that I did not, I did indeed think that was the case. But I told this story for a very real reason. It's because it's so easy for us to look at the gospel passage and say, oh, Jesus is casting out the unclean spirit. This was just the way they talked about back then. That he was doing, that the guy had some medical procedure because they didn't have medicine. He, he, he did this exorcism. And there are all kinds of ways, indeed, we can 
try to explain away the reality of demonic possession of the evil one in the world. And most of the time, it probably is some form of psychosis. But the reality is that the devil is real. His minions are real, and somehow he is still active in the world. Does it mean that we need to go about and worry that we're going to be possessed by the devil or the evil one is going to come whisper creepy things into our ears at night? The real reason I tell this story is the fact of what happened at the end. Is that whatever was going on there, because of the power and authority of Jesus, it all came to an end. Just like we hear in today's gospel. That's the purpose. Not to freak people out. Not to make them be scared of the devil. But to realize that Jesus Christ has authority over evil. And that if we live in that power, if we call upon that authority, there's absolutely nothing to be scared of. But that's the important thing that we as Christians and as Catholics need to live in. And belief in the power of Christ and his authority. And no force on this world or from the next can defeat that. We as Christians believe in the power of the Son of God, power of the resurrection, no demon, no louse, nothing can stand up against. Amen.